what I found when I interviewed these people, because um, I was really keen to know their secrets, and I expected when I spoke to them that they would be able to just say, oh, well, this is what I do. You know, I do this, this, and this, and I would have a list of strategies, and that would be great. However, it wasn't so much like that. Hi, and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching, and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence, and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. Today on Working Well, I'm discussing research on how to stay happy at work with Dr. Catherine Owler. Catherine is a workplace wellness facilitator and happiness at work coach who supports employees to overcome workplace challenges and to find happiness at work. Catherine, welcome to the show. It's really good to have you on. Um, tell us, Thanks, what, uh, yeah. So, tell us what motivated you to research happy people in the workplace. Well, yes. Well, thank you for having me on. It's lovely to be here with you. So I've always been interested in how we enjoy our work. And around 15 years ago, I actually formed a company with with my husband and the focus was on workplace wellness. So, and that being how do employers um, help support their employees to enjoy themselves more, be safe and happy at work, that sort of thing. So the focus is very much on uh, what an employer might do mm-hmm. and um, and so that that was and I did research around that as to that too in that area uh, but the piece of research I wanted to talk about today relates to a personal experience that happened to me around six years ago now all right and that was when I I took a step aside from that company and I actually became employed as a full-time employee and Mm -hmm. what I would describe at the time as my dream job and it was just I was very I was so excited to have it I was nervous someone was you know going to come along and pinch me and I would wake up and it would all be a dream um, or take it away from me somehow you know it was one of those jobs and I was I was very satisfying. Uh, I was helping students in, a, in an area I was really satisfied with. So I just loved it. And that went on for about a year. And then after about a year, I realized that while the job was good, there were some very repetitive elements to the job, uh-huh. as many jobs are. Of course, and yeah. at times, I started to feel a little bit bored. But I didn't think too much about it because I still liked the job and it was a wonderful team environment, a lot of autonomy. And so I just kind of kept going. However, uh-huh. over the next couple of years, the, our team was restructured and I lost track of how many times it was restructured. It was, you know, it was a difficult time. And so after three years, I'd realized I, you know, started loving this job and I was actually literally miserable in this job right okay and so I and I started I was looking around for for some way to turn this job around and enjoy it again but I just couldn't I didn't have the skills or strategies I think at the time to do that and so ultimately I left the job mm-hmm. 
but I always wondered if there was something I could have done. Just before I left the job, I actually did start a piece of research where I had started to look at how we personally can enjoy our job more. And um, this is the piece of research that I, I, I've had published more recently. And it, it, it came to me really over the years, having met people who just seem to just, you know, just have such a great time wherever they were working, you know, and it might be in a field that they were really passionate about or not. And, you know, and so I'd started this piece of research. And so um, really, um, really it was having met these people, but it was my experience of a, of a great job turning miserable that really prompted me <laughs> to start to really research, you know, how we as individuals can have more fun and enjoyment at work. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you noticed that certain individuals, regardless of the job that they're in, they always seem to enjoy their job. So clearly it was something about the individual rather than the job itself. Um, yeah, I noticed when you spoke about your experiences, you touched on the fact there had been a lot of restructuring. Um, I'm wondering for you whether the human element was really important, whether you'd built up these relationships. You said it was a good team and then you restructured and you restructured over and over and over. And that would have that must have changed the, the team dynamics as well. You know, whether it was a factor, like a big factor for you or not, I don't know. But it seems to me yes, uh, that was a big change in your workplace. Was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, and I know you you work with people who've experienced burnout, and I think I, you know, I definitely experienced burnout during that period, yeah. and it was really related not so much to workload um, as isolation yeah. and feeling I had become separate from my my team. I'd been um, pulled aside into a much smaller team, and the new manager really wasn't sort of so sure what we did. <laughs> and so uh -huh. the support wasn't there so there was a lot of factors there so yes so it uh burnout was a factor in that um uh -huh. certainly that that social social um team um you know not being being isolated and so forth yeah so, uh-huh yeah mm -hmm. so you had started the study and you were interested in why certain people are always happy at work. How did you go about identifying employees to study for your research? You know, how like how how did you realize that someone is happy at their job all the time? You know? Yes, how do you find these people? And uh -huh. I was really fascinated to find them because I really wanted to know their secrets um, for myself and, and also for others. So in the research that I'd done previously, I had come across various definitions of fun and enjoyment. And so put together with a colleague, uh, a, a definition, which was a sense of lighthearted enjoyment at work. That was the sort of person we were seeking. And really we started by sending a call for participants out through our networks. And, and that, that was just gen general networks through social media and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I also had the opportunity to be interviewed on national radio 
um, at that time wonderful. and that was wonderful so national radio has quite a big listenership and mm -hmm. i was able to say look this is what we're interested in these are the people we want to talk to and so that way actually had a lot of interested people too many people actually to to interview right. so and oh. they were from across the country and a range of professions so that was quite good uh -huh. and a range of ages mm. yeah so basically you the, pe the people came to you you uh advertised on radio if you like or you had the opportunity to tell people about your study and so a lot of people came to you um, and via your own networks as well yeah so yeah I'm interested then what characteristics did you identify as common to these happy employees yes so there were there were several but one that really I guess the first and the one that really stood out for me was that they're all quite very hopeful mm -hmm. uh, that that they could enjoy their jobs. Actually, for them, enjoying their work was a really high priority in their life. Mm -hmm. So a few few statements. Uh, one of the participants said, you know, next to my wife and my family, fun at work is probably the most important thing in my life. Wow. Or, um, yeah, it's vital to me. Or life's too short not to have fun at work. That sort of thing. So, it was a it was a priority for them to enjoy to enjoy their work, and and they they were quite therefore quite hopeful. It was while it was a priority, it was not um, a pie in the sky for them. It was mm -hmm. really well, this has got to happen, and so they're kind of inherently hopeful and expected it to some extent. So that was. <laughs> Sounds like a kind of can-do attitude as well, doesn't it? Um, you know, that they believed that they could make it okay, that it would be okay. Yes, certainly. And I think that that brings me to the second key element that came out for me, which was they seemed to have an inherent sense or belief they had some control in their situation. Mm-hmm that there was always something that could be done to improve their experience of enjoyment at work and because and that was really interesting and it's interesting to me subsequently because in my own experience and also working with clients when we are feeling unhappy at work we often feel quite stuck like mm -hmm. um that, that sense of stuckness yes. <laughs> and we kind of we can only see as far as we can see we can't necessarily see possibility yes and we, you know we often attribute i guess in a particularly in a work situation power and control to those in management or, or the organization but the people i interviewed had the sense that they had some control yeah a real sense of that uh-huh yeah. yes so so regardless of their position in the organization they knew that they had a bit of control, probably had a good sense that they mattered, that they counted within the organisation as well, I'm, I'm guessing, because with that comes the confidence uh, and belief that you have a sense of control, I think. Yes, well, it was interesting. So that you're right, that so the people in the study, 
in general, they some of them were self-employed, um, but others were in an organisation. Mm -hmm. And those who were in an organisation did appear to feel quite well supported mm -hmm. um, by management. Um, or if they were working for themselves, they were in a pretty good place in terms of you know doing fairly well and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. However, while it was the case <laughs> and um, they were probably in a situation which helped to facilitate enjoyment you know, an organizational level or, or that sort of thing they were able to compare themselves with colleagues who had the same mm -hmm. and yet might not feel quite so happy at work ah. so yeah so that was kind of interesting. Um, so certainly I agree and they agreed too that the circumstance in their workplace did play a role mm -hmm. and you know good management, good colleagues and so forth and it certainly did. However they also all of them uh, really believed that the responsibility for enjoying their work lay with them. Yes. Which was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they've got a strong, uh, as we coaches talk about, locus of control. Yeah, the, the idea of how much control you have over your life and the larger your locus of control, then um, the happier you feel, basically, because um, you know that you can make a difference in your life and in this case, in, in your work. Um, were there any other characteristics, yes. Catherine? Well, there was a general, I guess, positive orientation. And I and it sounds like I, I didn't, you know, these were things people were saying themselves, I wasn't necessarily, uh -huh. you know, so they talked about being positive, being important. Uh, the, and another thing that came through too was in the tasks that they performed. So, there was a sense of, I mean, it wasn't always uh, that the tasks were what they might have chosen. I mean, I had, uh, there was one one woman there who, she was working in a job that was certainly wasn't her chosen profession. She was doing clean, cleaning mm -hmm. um, of rich people's houses. Mm -hmm. um, but um, there, there was a sense that taking that task, they could, a little bit like you were saying, the sense of a uh, locus of control, they could, they had a sense of competence around mm -hmm. that. So they could do a good job, um, which helped, but also uh, find a way to find some challenge in it. So there was that kind of balance that came through. And in psychology, that's often referred to as a sense of flow. So there was Absolutely. a sense that they could just become, you know, really enjoy the task they did too. And if they weren't enjoying it so much that I, you know, maybe injected a little bit of challenge into it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That sense of flow is really good for your mental health, isn't it? That state of mind that you get into when um, you are kind of almost losing track of time because you're so absorbed in what you're doing. Um, and as yes. you're, you're absolutely right to get to that state. You do need to have a, 
something that challenges you it shouldn't stretch you so much that you're stressed but it should stretch you enough that you're challenged that you are continuing to be interested in the in the task and you're motivated to do it yeah definitely um, yes yeah yeah, yeah I, I talk to clients a lot about getting into flow um, yes, it's, yes yeah it's so great concept yeah so were there um were there any other uh, characteristics, Catherine, or or was it those ones that you've mentioned? Um... Uh, it, those were the key, yeah, those were the key characteristics. The key ones, yeah. Yes. So yes. if someone doesn't have those characteristics themselves then and they're unhappy at work, how do you approach coaching them through that? Yeah, so that's a great question. And... And I mean, it's something I relate to myself because I mean, I think we often are motivated um, in a passion when we are challenged in that area. So I, I too have my challenges, as I, you know, as I explained earlier, um, with the job that was love, I loved and turned miserable. What do yeah. I, you know, what did I do? What was I going to do? I just didn't know what to do. So what I, what I found when I interviewed these people because um, I was really keen to know their secrets and I expected when I spoke to them that they would be able to just say oh well this is what I do you know I do this this and this and I would have a list of strategies and that would be great however it wasn't so much like that for all of them really when I started talking to them they couldn't really say how they managed to always enjoy their work. <laughs> it was, um, you know, they knew they did and they knew they were sort of a bit unusual in comparison to some of their peers and their friends, but they didn't quite know. And I think it was really because, you know, maybe it had become habitual for them. It, they were taking, however it happened, they were taking habitual actions that they perhaps had learnt um, oh. yeah and so we also um for people you know who feel a little bit more challenged in terms of enjoying their work we also take habitual actions and probably and so what i what i would encourage people to do when i work with them and i and i feel like if i can just get this one message across really it's i think really valuable is to uh pause so just pause you know when we are having a challenge in our work happiness situation we often just do what we always do you know yes. for me when I was you know way back in that job when I was miserable I was just trying to be positive and just keep going and um you know just just sort of hope things would change and they didn't so it's you know taking that pause and thinking okay thinking about the situation examining it and thinking about well is there something I could do differently here so you know, I guess forming, you know, learning to form new habits as well, ultimately. But yeah, so that's, that's how I would work. I work with people. And I suppose in the coaching that I do, I see that as an opportunity for people to pause, because it's like you're sitting with somebody else, and you're pausing, and you're thinking things through. Yeah, I think I totally agree. Obviously, we're both biased as coaches. But you know, coaching gives someone some time out to reflect purely on themselves 
and the rest of the time they're just being busy you know they're maybe uh, working taking care of parents taking care of kids um running businesses whatever it is and it's just boom 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 constantly on the go and you you're taking them aside for that hour or whatever it is you do um and they focus on themselves and it gives them an opportunity to like maybe take a step back from their life look at it objectively and and see what changes can be made because of course the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results isn't it so um you know when when I looked at the list um that you gave me in terms of the positive characteristics of the people that you interviewed the fact that that they were hopeful their can-do attitude um sense of control being positive sense of competence finding a challenge um and that the other one was feeling well supported at work i think with the exception of the last one all of those things can be worked on on an individual basis in terms of building someone's sense of competence helping them to find challenges in their work um increasing their sense of control by gradually you know giving them exercises to do at home you know between sessions um and and that is all very doable within coaching so um yeah i i can see how all those things can be taught you know yeah and i think what i what i try and do is just keep it really practical Uh um even principles because it's something that one can work on with a coach but then also use those at other times you know challenges come up again yeah and I I like the idea of of having that sense of of you know having strategies and having some control um think yeah things will will you know work's always going to be up and down um, and things will happen again and to, to give to empower people in that way I just think is yeah very satisfying it is it is and as you say you're giving them skills for lots of different areas of their life and giving them skills forever you know that they can use forever you know I, I'm always saying to clients that maybe if I give them an exercise um, that I want them to do and, and before the next session I'll say you know that this stuff I'm giving you now, um, you'll probably be wanting to practice this for the rest of your life. You know, it 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 does take ongoing practice. You know, like for example, um, you know, when you are ne- recognizing negative thoughts and kind of challenging those, you know, that's a life skill that you need to practice over and over and over or it slips back you know so um yeah that's right and I think and in a work environment work situation where we're going to be in lots of different scenarios in our lives yeah um, and they might be commonalities but they might be differences and just have it so having those having those skills um you know a range of skills that we can draw on um yeah to, to tweak things as we go I think it's a constant process of tweaking and because we're in a work environment there's other people involved and um you know others and scenarios will come up so constantly tweaking rather than just pushing on 
um, that's how I sort of see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of tweaking. I, I think small changes are really powerful and I think you're more likely to stick with small changes than if you make a sudden big change in your life. That That's my personal view, but... Um, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and I think we can um, maybe learn as we go, we possibly we learn to identify a little bit more when things um, maybe are you know, starting aren't going so well or, or just chip, like for me, I, you know, a little bit bored. So for me, okay, rather than just pushing on, what might I do now to get, yeah, create a bit more challenge and that sort of thing. And then it doesn't, it doesn't lead, you know, it leads to sort of um, more, something more dynamic rather than getting more bored. Mm-hmm. And so just that little change can, yeah, can make quite a big difference ultimately. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So like, if you've, um, when you've coached someone at work, I just wondered if you had any kind of examples of what you see happening as a result of the coaching. Yeah, sure. So I think one of one of the biggest things that I observe is that I think people gain a greater sense of peace mm-hmm. out of yeah out of going through the coaching. And I think a lot of that is because I, I mean I encourage people to really identify uh, what their particular unique work happiness um, priorities are, and a lot of that comes out of starting with the challenges. And, you know, what's what? Why am I feeling challenged here? And so, what really do I want to? You know, where do I want to be? And how can I start to do that? You know, meet those. Cha- um, priorities now values is another way of saying it um, so yeah so for example I was working with one, a, a, an early uh, a research uh, a woman uh, who was a researcher and an academic and she in an academic environment particularly a research environment the focus can very much be on uh, individual development mm-hmm. and progress and that yeah that because of that's how funding happens and that sort of thing of course but through through the process for her of doing the coaching and identifying what was really important for her in terms of her priorities she she identified that she was very much a team-based person so in some ways that kind of worked against the, the kind of general, what one is generally encouraged to be, but it was very, very important to her, even to the point where, you know, she saw if you're working in a team, you know, if somebody in the team uh, makes a mistake, we all kind of, you know, we're all responsible or if someone, you know, does something great. We're all part of that celebration. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And so she uh, was in the, at that time uh, in a, uh, a casual role and she had the opportunity to apply for a permanent full-time position at another institution and on paper it all looked great you know and would have been really good for her career she was an early career researcher however having identified some of the priorities <laughs> Um, through the coaching, one of them being her sense of team, mm-hmm. she had an opportunity to chat to some some people she knew who were working in that team, just to check that out. What was the environment like? Yeah, and she found that 
actually what they were saying was that that team was fairly disparate. They was people were fairly auto isolated and it actually wasn't functioning that well as a team. Uh huh. Yeah. And so for her, actually, she decided not to apply for even go for the interview, which was interesting. She had such a strong sense of what was right for her and her current team. Things were working fairly well, and she was also exploring how she might uh, set some boundaries for herself and that sort of thing. And ultimately, she did get a permanent role in that team. Right. So, yeah, but just to see her sense of peace, really, at that decision that she was able to make and why, giving mm -hmm. her some criteria to make a good decision yeah so seeing that number of times just that sense of peace okay these decisions this decision's okay because it fits with who i am yeah i think doing values with a client is so powerful isn't it because um you come back to it time and time again um you know it's one of the reasons i quite often start my sessions by doing values with a client because um, later on, um, when you start to get into some of the challenges the client's having, you you know, it always comes back to their values in the end anyway. Mm. So that woman basically had considered moving on, uh, realised that job was not for her and decided to stay where she was and kind of adapt things within her current job, yeah? Yeah, that's right. And I think just to also feel good about herself. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because we can be so influenced and, um, but if we, if we know what, yeah, what is, what is important to us, what's, what's our priority, what's right for us, um, then yeah, we can make yeah, decisions aligned to that. And yeah, it, it just simplifies things, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. In environments which can often feel, you know, well, we know the world doesn't, doesn't feel very simple at times but yeah if we're able to simplify things it, it just can be give people yeah that sense of clarity can be really helpful for people yeah I mean reflecting on the values really it, it actually makes decision making quite easy doesn't it yes um, when, when you're clear on your values it's right yeah yeah listen Catherine this has been really helpful thank you very much I've, I found it really interesting to hear about the characteristics of these people who just enjoy their job all the time um, that sense of hope that sense of control uh, the feeling of being supported uh, their positivity um, their uh, ability to find a challenge in their work as well um, mm. and the sense of competence that they've got to do the job that they're doing um so thank you very much um thank you it was great it was great to find out about your your research so i'm wondering where can people get more information about you so i have on my website i have um there is a free pdf people can download if they like mm -hmm. and that outlines the three simple steps to enjoying any job more so uh -huh. i think we all want to enjoy a job more so if you'd like to download that you can go to my website which is www.happinessatworkcoach.com it's okay. happinessatworkcoach.com lovely yep. so i'd love to share that with you any any listeners um, that's, out there if, if that's lovely Catherine. well listen thank you very much again and uh, take care
you too you too go well enjoy your work <laughs> <laughs> you too <laughs> you later bye-bye bye if you'd like to know more about what i do here at life switch coaching then you can go to my website at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com or you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com that's s-u-s-a-n-n-e at lifeswitchcoaching.com thanks very much for listening and take care